Hello and welcome to the Everything's Black and White podcast with me, Aaron Stokes, for this deadline day special. The time is now 11pm and the summer transfer window has finally closed, meaning no more business can be done for Premier League clubs. We sit here and Newcastle United have failed to bring anybody in on deadline day. There was rumblings this morning that they might be able to get one or two deals done late in the day, maybe in the loan market, but that isn't the case. And just like last year... um. You know, they've ended the summer without any late additions. Only this time we didn't have the manager ringing round to try and sound Hamza Chowdhury, at least. Let's dive straight into it then. We heard this morning that there was the possibility that Newcastle might be able to do one or two late deals in the market. There was money available if the right type of player came up. Um, Eddie Howe stressed you know, numerous times that he wouldn't be rushing into any signings unless he felt like the right player was available for the right price. With that being said, you know, Newcastle have sort of been backed into a corner given that they've picked up some brutal injuries in the last couple of weeks. The likes of John Joe Shelby um, and Emil Kraft, sort of the two big ones that have really reshifted the focus of Newcastle um, in the last couple of days. This morning, we knew that Newcastle United were looking for a backup right back. We knew that they wanted some cover for Kieran Trippier after Kraft's injury, and that led them to West Ham right back Harrison Ashby. Now, if you haven't heard of this player's name, do not worry. I'm not surprised. Look, 20 years old, he's only played 167 minutes of first-team football for West Ham. Very, very highly rated um, at the London Stadium. David Moyes is a real admirer of the player. Newcastle did hold talks today with West Ham to try and get that deal over the line. Firstly, as a loan, and secondly, in a £2.5 million deal, given that the player is in his last year of contract in East London. West Ham... Although they were reluctant to lose him, I think if you look at social media, um, West Ham fans were really, really worried at the fact that Ashby was going to be sold, especially for that price. Um, West Ham you know, were looking for a right-back. They were looking for cover for Ashby if, if he was to go. They did hold talks with Ola Aina, the right-back who formerly played for Chelsea. He also had a spell at Fulham. They offered a deal around £8 million to Torino to try and get that right back in, which would have allowed Harrison Ashby to um, leave West Ham. Unfortunately, they couldn't get that deal for Aina done, um, and it sort of ended up with Ashby staying in East London until at least January. It wouldn't be surprised if Newcastle go back in for that deal, given that you know he's a very highly rated youngster. And we know that the Magpies have been trying to pick up these sort of young gems in recent months. That was Ashby out the way. That was really the main deal we thought Newcastle United might be able to pull off today. Um, if if they could get any done at all, that wasn't to be the case. There was also rumblings, of course, in the last couple of days that they might be tempted to go back in for Yuri Thielmans at Leicester. Um, another player who's entering the final year of his contract at the King Power Stadium. Um, Thielmans did play tonight in the 1-0 defeat to Manchester United which was sort of the signal that he wasn't really going to be making a late deadline day move um, Newcastle in, in reality really didn't go for the player you know there was talk that they might be interested you know we understand live that the club have held an interest in the Belgian player since pretty much as soon as the takeover went through you know they eyed him in January um, and they did consider a bid this summer although they didn't eventually launch one neither did Arsenal the player now has a decision to make, you know, does he leave in January? Does he sort of run down his contract and go on a free next summer? It looks very unlikely that he's going to stay at Leicester, um, especially given the start of the season they've had. Brendan Rodgers making no bones about his unhappiness tonight. Um, 
publicly calling out the Leicester owners after that Manchester United defeat, saying that you know it's not good enough that they've only brought in one player. Um, very very late today they brought in a defender from the French league, um, and Rogers saying that they aren't the same team, um, that they were two years ago. Thielmans obviously wasn't the only player. Uh, Leicester player that Newcastle were interested in. We know that earlier in the window they did launch two bids for James Madison, which were both rejected. Um, Rogers did come out and say that it was quite an insulting first offer from Newcastle. They did up it, um, but they never went in for a third bid after being priced out. And James Madison is another target that's just fell by the wayside. Lots of people were calling for a winger. You know, we thought that we maybe needed another forward, another wide player to come in to give. You know, Miggy Fraser sent Maximum a bit of backup. Joe Pedro was obviously a name linked heavily across the summer. Um, Watford absolutely desperate to keep hold of him and they've managed to. The player came out this afternoon at about three o'clock and released a statement on his Instagram saying that he was very happy at the club and looking forward to committing his future. Watford also looked to have kept hold of Ishmael Saw, who was another player that Newcastle United had an interest in earlier in the window. So yeah, no no incomes for Newcastle on deadline day, which is a bit of a shame. But I think overall it's been a it's been a good window. I think you can't grumble at the the signings they've made, um, the quality they've brought in, the strength at the back, and also obviously Isaac who had a fantastic debut on Wednesday night. Lots more action in the departure market. Um, we had five departures from Newcastle United today. Some which some of which were pretty nailed on, some of which were a bit unexpected. We'll start with Martin Dubravka, who we all knew was going to Manchester United. Um, he made it clear to Newcastle United that he wanted to leave. He didn't want to stay and play second fiddle to Nick Pope, which half the fan base seems to have sort of accepted. Half the fan base seems to be somewhat upset that Dubravka hasn't stayed to try and fight for his place. And he's essentially going to go and be a backup at Old Trafford. He has joined Manchester United on a season-long loan, um, but given the lengthy statement and the emotional farewell that he looks to have sent Newcastle fans on social media tonight, I would not be surprised if the Slovakian goalkeeper has played his last game for Newcastle. Um, it looks very, very unlikely that he plans to return to the club. Um, so yeah, it's a shame to lose him. I think it's a shame to lose him in the manner that we have for a loan deal. You probably could have fetched around £10 million um, if you wanted to sell him on on a permanent deal, I reckon. Um, and yeah, look, if anything, you know, Touchwood does happen to Nick uh, Nick Pope. Newcastle do again just look a bit fragile in that goalkeeping department. Carl Dollar was a fantastic um, replacement for Dubravka last season, but he's not quite at the level of of Dubravka or Pope. So that would be the only worry for me. But it was a move we knew was coming. Um, and Dubravka, as we say, has pushed for that move and wanted to leave St James's Park. Another player that we sort of knew was going to leave Newcastle United this window was Matty Longstaff. Um, he's attracted a lot of interest in recent weeks from a couple of lower league clubs. Looked um, at this time yesterday like Barnsley were going to steal him on loan until the end of the season. We thought pretty much that was the case until around three o'clock this afternoon when we understood that he had accepted a deal at Colchester United. Now, he's only joined on loan until January. Um, he is another player who is entering the final year of his contract at Newcastle. The understanding is that they're going to loan him out until uh, January. Then they'll be recalled and they'll assess his future as to whether he goes permanently or whether they keep him or loan him out again. Um, 
But I think it's going to take something, you know, remarkable for Matty Longstaff to turn his Newcastle United career around. Um, and I don't really think League Two Colchester, uh, who currently sit 18th in the fourth tier, I don't think that is the place um, that he will do that. Such a shame, you know, he had such a fantastic start of life at Newcastle. He was tipped to go on to, you know, brilliant things. He was tipped to be better than his brother Sean. Um, you know, he snubbed off as in, in, in Scotland of the likes of Celtic. He, of course, turned down that deal to Watford and Udinese a couple of seasons ago. I'm wondering if there's a bit of him that's sort of regretting that now as he leaves on loan for the third time in less than 12 months. Another loan deal that sort of came out the blue late tonight was that of Kel Watts. Now, he had a fantastic loan season at Wigan last year and achieved promotion to the Championship before coming back to Newcastle in the summer. Enjoyed a really good pre-season. Eddie Howe talked him up. Um, as the team went to Austria but he did sustain a knee injury early in the summer during a training session and he is going to be out for the next couple of weeks now Kel Watts has also moved on loan until January he's joined Peterborough um, he's expected to be fit again in a month then you'll imagine he'll play two or three games there and Newcastle will again like Longstaff sort of assess his future um, and what they're going to do with him next a good move for Watts, I think, you know, he's got a good chance of really sort of slotting in Newcastle's team in the next couple of years if he can stay fit and if he can continue to impress. So I think that is a good loan deal for the player. One of the under-21 players has gone on loan this evening. Now, Lucas De Ball, uh, Chronicle Live reported earlier this summer that Newcastle had rejected a couple of offers from um you know, he was attracting a lot of interest from a couple of lower league teams in England and also from Scottish teams. But Newcastle were keen to just bide their time uh, and wait for the right deal to come up with him. The midfielder has joined Hamilton Academical in Scotland on loan uh, until the end of the season. He's also signed a new two-year contract at Newcastle before making the move. Um, so, you know, we've seen a couple of times in previous years Newcastle players have joined the, uh, the Scottish leagues and, and you really sort of improved with the physicality in first team minutes so we've got to hope that that is the case with Lucas De Ball this season because he's very very highly rated um, he's made lots of substitute appearances for Newcastle already they think you know he's going to be a potential star in the future so it's good to see him you know going out and getting some senior football um, and some much needed first team minutes the final deal of the day is um, a permanent departure, the only permanent departure that Newcastle have had today and it was only announced really 20 minutes before the deadline, although we knew it was coming um, for really the last couple of weeks. But Federico Fernandez has joined Spanish side Elche, he's joined on a permanent deal, uh, he leaves Newcastle United after you know many years of service, although he's really, really struggled to impress under Eddie Howe, he's struggled to stay fit in the last sort of year or so. And I think it was always on the on the cards that he was going to go this summer. Um, as I touched, as I said, you know, he, he's a fantastic um, servant. I think what Newcastle United paid for him, you know, he's came in, he's done a job. Um, and I don't think anybody will have any ill will towards him leaving this summer. You know, the dressing room's lost a big character. Um, but I think it's probably the right time for him to move on, given that Newcastle United are so stacked in that centre-back area. So yeah, that is it, you know, the three months of the summer transfer window, it's felt like three years if I'm honest, given the amount of rumours and gossip and non-stories and failed moves and what have you, but it's over, Newcastle United have to make do with this squad until January, 
given the World Cup um, starting in November, that is only really 13 games until the January window rolls around. Not that much when you think about it. So hopefully Newcastle United have enough in their numerous departments to get through until the winter window. Um, for me, I think they've had a good summer. I think you know the strength of the defence and the need the way they needed to. Botman's a fantastic addition. Pope has had an absolute sublime start to life at Newcastle. Um, and I think if we judge Isaac off his first game in a Newcastle shirt, he looks every worth every single penny of that fifty eight million pound transfer fee. One criticism is probably that they didn't bring one more body, and I thought they would have used the loan market today. Um, it's a shame they haven't brought in cover for Trippier with Kraft's injury and it's also a bit of a shame to see that they haven't brought in a wide player but look we can't be too greedy I think when you look at where this team is compared to last year they've made fantastic strides um, and they're only going to continue to get bigger and better um, in the next couple of transfer windows. Thanks very much for joining us tonight. We can have all the reaction um, across the weekend on Chronicle Live on the website. We'll also have more podcasts for you to listen to in the coming days. So thank you very much for listening.